Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we have a big one for you today. Ah, the white whale himself. (laughs) Ty Pennington is joining us on the podcast today. We have talked for so long about getting Ty on this podcast because, well, he's He's the OG, right? He's the mm-hmm. OG of home renovation shows. He's Ty Pennington, and you know we we received an opportunity to speak with him, and so we said, "Heck yeah, <laughs> yes, please." Um, I mean, it, it kind of goes without saying, but I guess we need to say it anyway. Um, you know, he he had pivotal roles on Extreme Makeover Home Edition and Trading Spaces. That's kind of how he got his start. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, we've talked before about how he's just been a huge part of both of our upbringings. I mean, we both kind of grew up with him on our on our TV screens. So this was a big deal. And, and like Natalie said, we had the pleasure of catching up with him. You know, we talked about his latest show, Tiebreaker. And we also got to find out what he's been up to both on and off screen. Yeah. I, I mean, because... You always wonder, like, what do these celebrities' homes look like? What what are they doing right now during the pandemic? Like, is he in Atlanta where they filmed Tiebreaker? We know that he just renovated a house in Florida, so we wanted to hear a bit about that. Um, it's all here, and we in- thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with him. Oh, yeah. A total delight. Like, he could not have been nicer. Just a heads up, we had just a few technical difficulties in the last five minutes of our interview with Ty, as it happens, very much Murphy's Law. Um, But those things happen in quarantine when we're all at home. Yeah, we had to call Ty on the phone, so the audio is a little wonky, but this was still so fun. So let's jump into it. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Ty Pennington. He kickstarted the home improvement TV show craze with Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And now he has an awesome new HGTV show, Tiebreaker, which I have seen every episode. I love. Uh, we are honored and excited to welcome Ty Pennington to the podcast. Welcome, Thank Ty. Thank you. Good to be here. So good to be potting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm. I told myself I wasn't going to fangirl too hard, <laughs> but I, I have to tell you, Ty, I, y- you are part of like a memory with my family because we would gather around the TV, like so many families and watch extreme makeover home edition. And just that show just meant so much to me and my parents and growing up as a child. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. Thank you for saying that. It's funny. Like I've been on, let's just say I've been on the home improvement uh, sort of train for like so long. Um, But I would say Extreme Makeover Home Edition, it's just one of those shows that it's a watermark, I would say, in the home remodeling thing, just because it was more than just a renovation show because we really did like, we really did change people's lives. And, you know, that term is used like a little loosely, I think, but we really did. And it wasn't just the people like on the show like just being a part of extreme, you can ask any of the people who volunteered, like you became a better person because you were involved in it. And I knew like my life was completely different. Like, cause I would, I would have maybe like two days off to do laundry in between um, <laughs> shoots. And 
and the show would be on and I'd watch it and I'd, I would see myself crying on the, on the TV and then oh. I would be crying and I was like, oh my God, like this is, it was like therapy, emotional therapy. So uh, yes. I really appreciate it. So I've had my tear ducts removed. So that's <laughs> They were just, you were just expected to cry. So anyway, thank you. I, I, uh, I still get like, I still see the, uh, the episodes cause they air on Discovery family and it's just wild. Cause they're still so good. Oh, they're still, it's, they're timeless. Yeah. Um, speaking of houses, we're, we're curious, where are you living right now? Um, you know, COVID pandemic, and I know you're busy filming, uh, what are you up to and where are you living? How's life? Well, I was, um, I was living in Venice, California, but I... That's where I live. Yeah, Venice is great. I mean, you can't, you know, it doesn't really get any better. It's definitely become... Um, well, like when I first moved to Venice, well, I I, I went to Venice like in 94, 96. And let's oh, okay, say, so you were here when it was actually... Venice. Venice. Yeah. <laughs> Very it was Venice. like, yeah. you should probably wear a bulletproof vest. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it's such a beautiful place. Um so it's been interesting because I ended up building a place in Florida, uh, and um, the minute my mom saw it, um, she was like, "Oh, good, you finally did it for me. I'm moving <laughs> in." So, um, so I've been sort of looking after her because she has respiratory issues, and like COVID, I, I'm just like, it's it's really a, a situation there. So I, I make sort of make sure she's really healthy there. But I have I started a new project in Savannah, and so um, and I'm connected with SCAD, the, the School of Art and Design, um, through my ex Trading Spaces uh, mm. friend Toby, who's like best friends with the um, president of the school. So there's just a lot of creative connections with Savannah. So I'm here um, working on I'm, I've, I'm sort of creating a, a warehouse where I'm going to be able to do paintings and all kinds of stuff. So I'm sort of starting a whole new creative campaign out of Savannah, which That's is also so cool. close to my place in Florida, but it's also close to Atlanta where I have other projects because I'm, I'm doing um, another warehouse build right down the street from a warehouse I used to squat in way back in the day. Um, well, I didn't squat. We paid rent, but you get the <laughs> idea. We made like, you know, a kitchen out of a, a door and it was just a uh, warehouse living was, um, that's just the way like we artists did back in the day before, before um, people had like lots of money to renovate. It was more like, well, we need heat and we need water. Let's start. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm sort of, you're right. I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm a nomad. But you're currently living in Florida with your mom, if I understand correctly, because I recently saw you give a home tour on Rachel Ray. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And, and it's also okay. great for my match for a match.com profile, just to let people know that like I'm in my fifties, I live with my mom and it's just, I've been just giving a lot of life. <laughs> hey, I I'm single in my thirties. I totally appreciate that. Um, so tell us a little bit be, for those of us who didn't see the Rachel Ray segment and we'll link to it in our show notes. What does your house look like? Cause we've seen you renovate what or build 250 homes across America. Like what, what does, Ty's house look like? So when it came time that I found this really good lot in Florida, um, it was one of those things where I was doing this project where it was a PR thing with Sears and we were building half a house for the Democrats and half a house for the Republicans mm. uh, in the Senate um, to try and make them come together, which I thought was a genius PR move. But this company had also built like seven houses with Bob Vila and they're like, and I just told them, well, Hey, I just bought this, this lot down in Florida. It's really awesome. And they're like, well, we should build a house together. And I was like, if you're serious, I'm like, yeah, I do want to build a house. So 
it started out as a small project and then I started designing this and then I started doing that. And I realized it was like this old fishing cabin and I wanted to keep the original lines just because it was so unique. And it was like this, what I found was like a Mayan ruin. I'm not kidding. Like everything was overgrown, mm-hmm. but then I had tons of these amazing trees. And I was like, okay, I have to save all these trees. I have to be able to like build on the footprint that was there. And I was able to, but I, I built just something even sort of more amazing. But uh, it was one of those things that took a lot longer than one week. It actually took two yeah. years, one year just to sort of design it, but then another year to actually build it. And, um, and so it was really my first uh, stint at building my own home. And I think that's why I just wanted to knock it out of the park. Cause I was basically trying to prove to myself that I was as good as I thought I was. And, um, <laughs> and so I, I mean, it, here's how, you know, you did a good job. If you can look at the house you designed and built and there's like only one thing or maybe one and a half things you would have changed. What are the things that you would change? I'm very curious. Well, there's only one on the exterior because I, I was never given um, all the proper sort of elevations or let's just say like I wasn't set CAD drawings or anything that you can get these days that are just like you look at every angle of the building, but it's just where a window lines up, where roof lines, where water just sort of like, it just runs off the building like, not in a way that I would have lined up. I'm very symmetric, so my windows have to line up. And I'm, if you see the thing on HRA, you'll see that I do these transom windows above yeah. uh, each door, and they're sort of flanked on either side of the um, the uh, fireplace, and that goes throughout the house, so that everything is really symmetric. Everything has a reason for uh, it being there. Right. But no, there's this one thing. So in my my main bedroom, or what that people used to call the master, is like I have this enormous bathroom, and I don't understand why it ended up being so big. Um, because <laughs> I could have put a whole other closet in for the, like the width of where the shower is. You guys, you don't see it on the uh, the thing because the last thing I want to do is trample people through my bedroom. But anyway, um, uh, but yeah, I would have given myself like even more closet space because like who needs a bathroom that you could play basketball in? So, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, some people do. I've seen like tours of like real housewives bathrooms and they have like coffee machines and yeah. Yeah. The bathroom is like the new, like, like spa, like, Oh, there's to wait to see who's going to get in the tub next. So you're just ahead of the curve with that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite space in your house? There, there's a couple. I built a, um, and it's interesting too, because it's right off from my bedroom, but I built this gigantic room that is an art studio, a music studio. I have a backdrop where I can do uh, photo shoots, um, because I do like really stupid, funny things where I put dogs and wigs and, um, and like, that's but not I, stupid at all. I know they're, they're just, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I just enjoy making really dumb, funny photography, but, uh, and some of it I can show people most of it I can't, but, uh, but it's, um, but I, I also do like really, you know, creative things in there and eventually I'll be able to put on workshops in there and et cetera. But I've got a shop, uh, down in my, um, my garage. Um, and so it, there's just a bunch of things, but probably the room that's on Rachel Ray, because it's uh, a porch, which means like, it's a room that is a living room that has, um, a kitchen area. So you can entertain in there, but the doors open up on both sides so that you get a breeze coming through. And then the screens kind of, they, they roll out of the wall. So you actually have a screened in porch, but more importantly, you can access 
the sort of atrium area that I built um, to let light into all these different rooms in the house. And I planted this grapefruit tree. And as it grows, you can walk around the stairs to pick out the fruit. So mm-hmm. everything was like really thought out in that area. Um, well, everywhere, but especially that area. It's just a really cool space. And it happens to um, work out really well during COVID because just to be safe, I try and keep you know distance from my mom while I keep an eye on her. I just don't want to be up in her face just in case, you know? And so um, this allows me to sort of have my own apartment right next to where she is. Gotcha. That's awesome. Gotcha. That, that sounds awesome. idyllic just to be able to like pick f- grapefruits and that's yeah it's <laughs> enjoy the breeze it sounds amazing yeah well trust me in, in the summer you'll take whatever breeze you can get so. <laughs> right 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 <laughs> all right so let's talk about tiebreaker this is the new show that natalie and i are obsessed with uh we're not i'm not i'm not we're not just saying that we're not stroking your ego like i've watched every episode so far like i, I, love, I hope you're being honest because no, I, like, I am the the premise oh. is genius it's not like super contrived like it's actually really interesting mm-hmm. and I, I like I hope for a season two I if, if you want to keep doing it I I would love that <laughs> well I'm, yeah. I'm I'm on I'm, I'm very stoked to hear you say that uh because I mean look I I what I love about tiebreaker is it really gets me back in my element which is helping people sort of t- find their dream home and sometimes the dream home is the one that they've been in for the last, you know, 10 years, they just didn't realize that they had outgrown it. Um, And and a lot of times, you know, people buy a house and their family grows. And next thing you know, there's not even enough space for them um, to do anything. Uh, Kids, like we helped out this one family that you guys may have found that had three kids in one room. I'm like, wow, that's that's tight. Um, But then there's, you know, the other story, which is, you know, some people move into a place because they had to move really quickly for a job. They found a place, but then they're like, oh my God, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. And then they have this whole area that they don't even know what to do with. And they're like, I just don't know if it's for us and we may want to just move completely. So it's one of those things that people deal with a lot. Um, And one thing's for sure, because of COVID, we all really started reassessing like where we live. and, And instead of like flipping houses, it's more about making Sometimes it's more about making the place you're in your permanent home. Like, how are we really going to make it uh, customized the way we want it? I mean, look, and when I pitched it to ATTV, my whole thing was, is like, I love shows that have couples that get along really well and they're married and they're really sweet to each other. But I'm like, look, I don't want that. I want <laughs> I want the reality of like, yes. I want someone to tell me like, dude, that idea sucks. And like, uh, I, yes. I'm like I don't want I want, I want that we, I mean, I, I grew up in a family where we're like, we're just brutal to each other. And like, that's love to me. Like, don't sugarcoat anything. I you feel know? like you're talking directly about one of your co-hosts, Allison Victoria, who we, we <laughs> love you paired with her. Like it is a magical pairing. We love it. Oh, oh, I wish you guys could see the stuff that hit the editing floor. Oh <laughs> God. It's so good. But it's not just Allison. And trust me, Allison is a handful. And it's funny, when I met with her in Chicago, I walked away from the meeting going, I don't know what this is gonna be like. I was like <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be the most interesting thing. And like Sabrina also, her and I go head to head. We're like family. Mm-hmm. So um um but it's it's um it's one of those things where uh, I love I love in the end the project is so much better because we actually had two different ideas coming at it 
And um, I think I think all ideas are great, but I think if you're just limited to one person's idea, it's not going to be as strong as, as if it's a combination of both. And it usually is true. For sure. Okay. That kind of dovetails into a question that I had. Um, and you, I don't know if you can answer this. Maybe you can. How much input does the homeowner have on design choices, like fixtures and tiles and colors? I always wonder that with home improvement shows. Like, are they putting it in your hands or do they want to pick every single thing that goes in the house? The question is, is do they sneak in and see what's going on <laughs> and then be like, hey, can we talk about, you know, um, but the the really cool thing is, is most people trust you. They're like, so here's what we want. Like what we don't want is this. And that's usually what you get. It's like, look, we're okay with anything. As long as it's not this, it's not that. And it's not mm-hmm. this, you know? Um, but I'm a real stickler to make sure that like people understand. I really do have your back. I promise you, like if there's anything you need to, to worry about, um, I'll say if you had to go which, on this way or this way, which would you do? And I'm not going to tell you which way I'm going, but I just want to get your read on that. And I'll do that with a text. But because I really live for the moment where they see it for the first time, and I want them to make sure that they do not see it before we're finished, because that's the only reward we get is is like their reaction. And so, right. it, and I, I'm a I'm a stickler. Like I won't even. I won't even meet them until we do it on camera because I don't want it to be, I don't want to have to fake anything because I truly am like one of those people is like, I want this to be genuine as possible. So yeah. uh, we just have a real good sense of what they wouldn't like. Hi, quick question. And I don't know if you're allowed to answer this, but we had wondered before, are you, when you're renovating these homes, are you doing the entire home or just a few rooms? No, we're just doing, okay. So it all depends on the situation and of course also the budget, right? Like how mm. much, how much do they want to do? Um, I mean, look, there was one, I think it was our first episode that we did basically the entire living area of the house, which means hallways, all bedrooms, yeah. plus the addition. So that was almost a full renovation and the budget was much higher. You know, it's usually two or three rooms. Got it. Okay. That's interesting. And that makes sense too, because of the budget. Like sometimes, you know, if if you want to focus purely on the kitchen or a master bath or something, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We've talked about your rapport with Allison um, and you mentioned Sabrina. How did you select the three designers that you would be facing off against in this show? And again, they're Allison Victoria from Windy City Rehab, Grace Mitchell from One of a Kind and Sabrina Soto. Well, I wanted, well, look, let's be honest in this world. I wanted to make sure, um, look in a perfect world, I would have found people of every creed and, and, and all the above, but it also had to be people that were already sort of on HGTV that had a pretty good following. And like, I wanted to make sure that, that when the homeowners met, you know, this person that they seemed familiar so that they would, you know, they would have seen them from HGTV. And so it wasn't a complete stranger that they're like, so I want to make sure that they felt comfortable with whoever the co-host was going to be coming up with a plan too. And they did, they were like, wow, this is, you know, the fact that we had such big names, but I also wanted them each to be slightly different. What I love is that Grace is so creative, uh, is so fun. And she really is like a sister. And, um, and the fact that she has, 
she's like raising three kids. She gets the idea of when a house has gotten too small and how you have to expand. Mm-hmm. But, but then, you know, you get the variety, you know, Allison is definitely just a, a ball buster, like, like take no prisoners. This is how it's going to be done. This is my vision. You're, you know, you're dumb if you don't choose my way. <laughs> um, and then, and then Sabrina is just like, I've been really close friends with her for so long that it's like, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It's going to be entertaining. But the great news is, is she's really, really good at what she does. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you just can't go wrong with any one of them. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure that like they were really experienced, good at what they do. I mean, you know, clearly with Allison, she knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. She's seen the, you know, the bad side of getting in, getting it over your head mm-hmm. and understanding like, how do you get out of this? You know, yes. <laughs> so um, that is also it because let's face it, when you take on remodeling projects, it's not like everything goes right all the time. Um, and so, you know, and, and of course, and TV, we want to definitely highlight um, all the bad things because that's the drama, you know, but it's also the reality. Are you so, surprised yeah. or hurt at all when the when the person doesn't pick you? Or like, how does that work? I mean, who's, is there somebody pulling the strings to kind of make it even behind this? Well, scene? I was like, here's why. Okay, because we started off this conversation talking about that it's filmed in Atlanta, right? And so- being born and raised in Atlanta, I I have some type of connection with every location we were doing. Yeah. Um, because like my mom lived, like the house I grew up uh, that I basically went to high school uh, in was right like two streets over from this one house we were doing. Um, this other house, like I literally lived in an apartment that was, anyway, I just, everywhere we were, I knew exactly what, the market was like, if it was a good location to be, what the schools were like, all the above. I mean, you I'm from there. Up. Yeah. I know what's up. And so having them sort of go with somebody else saying, no, I think this is a great look. I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Do they know where it is? Do they know that, you know, but they did, they did the research and all the above. So look, I'm, I'm always, I look at it this way. If they pick uh, my co-host plan, then I get to, to sort of, ride shotgun in the sense that I don't get any of the blame if they, if things go horribly wrong, but all I have to do is come up with some really cool creative things that blow the mind of the homeowners. Like I did with a house. We, I, you know, wanted to do a tree house in the backyard. And of course that was like the biggest win. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh my God, I want to spend every day with my grandparents now because we've got a tree house. So I kind of like not always having the pressure of having to make sure that not only they, I win the plan, but I have to execute so well because when the, when like it's, there's so much pressure to do it completely right. But like I said, these are real families with like real budgets and it, it just has to be absolutely correct. So sometimes um, it's a blessing that you get to be like just helping add all the like bling and, and the big, the big sort of visual items that make it even better than they thought it was going to be because the tedious things um Sometimes it's better to leave, you know, to the, uh, to the other designer, but yeah. I, I was happy the way it, it ended up being sort of 50, 50 the whole time, which yeah. I, I love. I, I don't know why, but I seem to always get the ones where they want to stay 
which makes it harder because it means you're dealing with smaller square footage. You're dealing with like moving so much more and it's just, it's more of a difficult project, but that's the way I sort of uh, have always taken things like the harder it's, it's sort of more gratifying and more satisfying when you know, you went the hard way and it still looks so good. Um, a lot of people, I don't know if you saw last week, a lot of people were asking me on my social, like, why did they choose a place that's 1400 square feet smaller than the other, you know, the other choice. Yes. And the truth was she wanted to live like three houses down from her sister. So mm. of course she's not going to move to a whole different neighborhood. She's going to like just renovate like what they've got because it's sometimes it's about being close to the people that like, you know, you want to be near. So, um, because I was the same way. I was like, wow, you went with staying here. Like I would have <laughs> never thought you would have done that. And I'm like, okay. Well, we're going to have to change everything, but, uh, <laughs> but sometimes it's fun that way. That was our question in the very first episode with Morgan. We were very surprised that she didn't choose your plan and that she went with Allison's and we thought low key, she was just trying to get rid of her roommates. <laughs> we figured that was her very diplomatic way of saying, Hey, I'm moving out on my own. You guys got to find your own place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. But not only that, she bought in a really good neighborhood. Mm, yeah. So like if she hangs onto that for a couple of years, it's going to double. She was like the location she got, smart. Got it. Is there going to be a season two of tiebreaker and, or like, what else are you working on? What, where can we see you on our screens? We're so excited to have you back. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I don't know what happened, but, um, uh, you know, the funny thing too, about my co-hosts and, um, and I love them because they're like this, like each one of them called HETV, like without even being asked, to tell them like what it was like working with me, <laughs> and oh. like, but it was all good. They're like, "Are you kidding me?" They're like, "Do you realize how crazy he is?" They're like, "Like he is." They're like, "You should do every show you can." Anyway, they were Aww. all such great. Like they were just really sweet. I was like, "Wow, I didn't know you guys did that." And uh, it's but like, so I think Allison called somebody. Was like, "I don't know who you guys have got hosting Rock the Block, but it needs to be Ty." And sure enough, I get a call. They're like, "Hey." Do you want to host Rock the Block? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why oh not? my god! Yeah, I mean, so it's it's crazy. Um, but like, I'm doing a bunch of shows. Like, there's a show Battle of the Beats that we're gonna start soon. Um, so yeah, HGTV has. Uh, it's almost like I'm. Um, you know, it's it's like the second phase. I don't know. It's the 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 tie point too. So um, well, can we, and, can I ask you about that a little bit? Cause you were like the granddaddy of home renovation shows. Wow. Well, I've never heard that term used, but I love it. I hope, I hope that's not like offensive. Like <laughs> that's not an age. It's, it's more like a, it's, it's like a you were, you were the yeah. OG basically. Yeah. Yeah. Of home yes. renovation shows. And so I'm just curious, like, cause that really extreme makeover home edition was really the, the premier show that kind of, kicked off this craze of of home renovation shows and HGTV and and other networks too um Bravo Netflix Plus YouTube or... TikTok yeah, yeah. like well, it's crazy it's... and so like what do you think about that just like the whole everyone's obsession with like home improvement shows nowadays well, it's funny because I would have never guessed but way back in the year I believe it was 2001 <laughs> I got on a show called Trading Spaces and mm-hmm. And that was the first time that homeowners were ever given the tools and put them in their hands. And 
whether it came out good or came out bad, they were doing things themselves, right? They were, they were told like, this is your homework. And I think that really turned uh, um, sort of the, the, the knob up on people believing they could really do it themselves because like after that, people started going to Home Depot every weekend and buying supplies and taking on these projects and like mm-hmm. flipping this, flipping that. But with, ex- with Extreme Maker Home Edition, like we blew up a house with 300 sticks of dynamite. I mean, it was <laughs> like, you're just never going to beat that. Like, like we climbed the mountain and then built a house on top of it. So, um, but I think what is amazing is that I have witnessed like an entire network be launched off of the idea of, of, of home improvement, like literally like several networks. Uh, and to see that much um, interest, I love it because for me, it's this, right? Like back in the day, trying to explain to somebody what you were going to do, nobody could visually understand what you're saying. Like, no, we're going to do this wash on the wall. It's going to have like sort of this old uh, world vibe, you know? And they're like, I don't think I understand what you're talking about. But now with visuals across, you know, your phones, people have seen these beautiful designs. People see what other people are coming up with. And so it's easier for people to understand what you're talking about and what you can do. But at the same time, it's also uh, because it, I think as artists, we're all so competitive to do something no one's ever done. So we're always trying to outdo what we've also seen. And so it becomes even more competitive with, with more artists in the field. And mm-hmm. I love that. So I'm, I'm stoked because, and by the way, just a sneak peek at Rock the Block, like the talent that they pulled together for this season, it's so incredible because you've got like these old OGs, you've got these new uh, sort of like vibrant, crazy, at the same time, these emotional roller coasters. And it's so amazing to watch the seasoned professionals like just lose it over simple things and uh it's just great so uh so yeah i think just just watching the history of all of it happen and seeing that um i have sort of been part of that entire movement i'm just stoked to see that so many people are now aware of that like home design is a real thing that that so many people are sort of armchair coaches, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's also people that are really good at what they do. And, uh, but what I love about it is it gets people to start trying things on their own because there's so many things people can do, but because they try it and most times they screw it up, mm-hmm. they also have to call in a professional to come out and fix it, which keeps the industry moving. Yes. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's great. What is, what are some of your design pet peeves? Just, just, talking about people screwing up stuff do you see things when you go into projects and and you're like oh god I mean you're such a positive person and you approach everything as like a fun challenge I'm sure but you also seem like a perfectionist which I very much identify with so but it's funny I'm I'm a perfectionist and I'm I'm a clean sort of minimalist but at the same time I'm not like yeah the one in Florida it's like super clean super modern uh, which makes sense. It's what I'm sort of like known for, but that's, that's like saying that I only paint, you know, um, you know, using blue and, and, and black and white. Like I, a designer can, can change, can mold and do, that's what I loved about training spaces is, and extreme to be honest with you, well, really extreme because each person was different and they were, they had certain loves and certain interests. And I always tried to pull that out and make the room completely custom to that. And that's that's really what great design is, is like how can you 
sort of dig into somebody's personality and bring out something that they didn't even realize uh, wasn't there. And I think that's what gets me when I walk into people's homes. Sometimes the entranceway, it just doesn't say who lives there. You know, mm-hmm. oh, um, like in my place in Venice, you'd walk in and I'd, I'd made this sort of starburst sun out of these old piano uh, parts. And it was just one of those things I was eventually going to turn into a clock, but I never did. So I just made it as like hanging wall art. But the minute you walk in, you see this thing and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like it's it's handmade, it's custom, and it's made out of musical instruments, which is sort of like a little dichotomy of who I am. Um, mm. Just a bunch of broken parts that end up looking like, um, well, sort of a historic piece of historic art that uh, looks like uh, kind of interesting and something you would you would notice when you walk in the room. But a lot of times you walk into a home and it's just a blank sort of blah wall. And my whole thing is like, I really like to walk in and see whether it be album covers that the music people are, are into. It could be a picture of a dog at a beach. It could be like dancing shoes. It could be anything that like really defines what the family is about mm-hmm. or the person that lives there. And for me, there's, we just have so many customized things like our phones my God, like we have bedazzlements on our phones, but sometimes you walk into somebody's home and it's just like a beige wall. And I'm like, that really needs to have a pop of like who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing is like, I just think um, visually, I'd like to be, I'd like to be um, surprised when I walk into somebody's home. And it's, it's also so good for all of us to sort of be greeted by something visual that makes you smile when you walk in. Um, instead of, and it could also be the other way too. It could also be a really dark painting that you're like, Oh God, keep the kids in the car. But, um, <laughs> you know, but I just like, I like being impressed when I walk in. Like, and I think, I think the beauty of these TV shows that we're all watching is that we're all aware of that now. So we think about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just see a closet when I walk in, I want to see something more. That's, and so many people take the entryway for granted too. Like it's, it's, mm. It's not something that, you know, you're going to put thought into the kitchen. You're going to put thought into the the bedroom. But the, the front, the, the, the portal to the home and, and the first yeah. impression. Yeah, it's like a first yeah. impression. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it is it is important to put thought there for sure. Ty, I want to back up for just a second um, cause, because you've mentioned Rock the Block. Can you tell us a little bit about the show when it's airing, what it's about, the whole the whole deal? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's airing March 8th. Um, and so the first year they had, it was four, um, four designers, you know, competing to design basically a a room in each house, each episode until you finally finish the entire house. And then of course the winner is who put the most value into the home for the resale. Right. Um, and Allison was on the first season along with um, Jasmine Roth, uh, Leanne Ford, and I believe Mina um, from uh, Good Bones. Okay, got it. So you will be hosting season two, which you said premieres March 8th. What can we expect to see on that season or what are some things that we can look forward to? I guess the big thing is, is that instead of just having one designer in each house, there's going to be two designers in each house and you've got really big names. You've got Nate and Jeremiah, you've got uh, David Bromstad and Jimmy Brooks, uh, who, as you know, one design star back in the day. Um, and they do like completely bold, amazing, great stuff. 
But Nate and Jeremiah are just so out of their element in this muddy construction environment, which is so great. Um, and then you've got Alison Victoria and Mike Holmes. And you can imagine sort of like a yin and yang going on there. And then you've got Brian and Mika from 100, uh, 100 Day Dream Home. But I think the beauty of this is, is these houses turn out incredible. And the fun part is, is, is I get to host but I also kind of play some pranks on them and get them to do these challenges mm-hmm. that are really take them out of their element. And so they're just constantly sort of stressed. And it's, and so it's fun at, at, at their expense, but in the end, they really do start to break down because it's just so difficult to finish the houses in the time that we have. But um, it's just a crazy fun roller coaster. And uh, you just, it's just one of those things that's just such a great surprise ending. You would just never guess what happens. And so I would just say, like, it seems like such a big, fun, incredible show. Here's how you know it's a good show. So the sort of banter between all of us was so entertaining that a lot of us couldn't even keep going without buckling over, like, laughing to the point that they sent in another film crew to start doing a behind-the-scenes of the show. That's when you know you're on a good show. Well, Ty, we really, really appreciate your time with us today. We're so thrilled to have you. This is seriously, you're our our white whale. Um, uh, Is there anything else that you would like to add about anything that you're working on or any advice for our listeners uh, who, you know, are looking to renovate their homes? I would just say, like, like, now is a great time to really assess, like, what rooms are important to you, what you want to do to customize your home. But just know that, like, right now in COVID, it's also the busiest time for people that are in this industry. And so just realize that you're probably going to be six months out before you can get, like, a whole crew of carpenters, mm-hmm. electricians, et cetera, because everybody is swamped because everybody's stuck in their house and they're all wanting to change it. So just be patient. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you can catch new episodes of Tiebreaker on Monday nights at 9 p.m. on HGTV. But even after that, the show has its finale on March 1st. You can catch the show uh, on Discovery Plus, which is the streaming uh, service for HGTV. And I hope that you guys will all watch every episode like we have because it is fantastic. Yes. Ty, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for your time. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Well, that was delightful. <laughs> I can't believe that we just experienced that. <laughs> You're still saying it's surreal. This is the dream come true for you. It really is. And my gosh, he is the exact same. Like... He, I couldn't have, I, I imagined him to be a certain way and he met all those expectations. Yeah. So we're just so thankful that Ty took the time to come and speak with us on the podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this, this conversation with Ty. Um, if you did like it, please hit subscribe and write us a rating. Uh, and write, bleh, did I say it wrong? Mm-hmm. I always get that wrong. Write us a review 
and give us a rating, please. Five stars. Um, and that helps people find our show. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, if you have any questions or just want to give us your thoughts on the podcast, give us your thoughts on what Ty had to tell us, uh, you can email us. We're podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We'll definitely be posting this interview there. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at House Party Pod on all three. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Adios. <laughs>